When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt. Doug Sprinthal. Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen. Melissa Kirk. And Andy Brandt-Bernard. We'll be right back. Kick things off. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Doug Sprinthal. The tired and cold Doug Sprinthal. <laughs> Aww. Big baby. Aww. I know the feeling. It's just miserable. This <laughs> is just draining. Anyway, excited to announce a week from today at 2 o'clock will be the very first uh, Walzer Car podcast with uh, Uncle Tom mm. and myself. And I think we're going to bring JLo in for uh, a guest. Ooh, appearance. JLo. Jennifer so it'll Lopez? be really fun. We're st- I. I called the marketing team and said, you know, it'd be helpful if you geniuses could come up with a name for it. So they're working on it. And once we do that, we'll let you know. We're going to encourage audience participation, live call-ins, all that sort of stuff. So check it out uh, next week at 2 o'clock right here on the Tom Bernard Podcast channel. What do you think of that? What's the name of the show again? Uh, I just said have they one. haven't come up with a name We don't yet. have one yet. We don't have one yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll have it so I, just, I thought we had a temporary name. How about Dig Doug? Yeah, that'd be really good. It's very descriptive when people are searching through (laughs) millions of podcasts. Wow, this should be all about buying cars. Of course, they'd call it Dig Doug. Why wouldn't they? Mm -hmm. We'll keep thinking. So maybe we should use the D from Doug and the T from Tom and call it the DTs. Yeah. 
Nice. Also good. <laughs> we'll have everybody will we'll sell cars to people that are in Hazelden. Delirium tremens. I thought I was going to get help, but it turns out I don't have a drinking problem. I just bought the wrong car. That's exactly right. That's the point of the show. I love that. That might be brilliant. Walzer Automotive Group. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's true. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. And no music, remember. Oh, that's right. Cassie is uh, is out today. If you do call uh, the DTs, of... you can uh, you can rally against ethanol and gasoline. There, that, that'd be good. Rally, yeah, yeah. I love a good rally. Good idea. <laughs> good rally. A lot of rallies going on. As a matter of fact, I've taken the position on all political statements now, or questions about political things, to laugh at them and make fun of them because they're all insane. Just no, they're not. It's ignore getting... exactly. everything. You interviewed. Yeah. Just like pass, um, walk on by. Who was the uh, female senator from Edina that you interviewed? Oh, about? she was terrific, Melissa I, Franz. I met her uh, a year ago. We were doing some. Uh, canvassing for Minnesota Auto Dealers Association to try to put pressure on them to fix this whole Minlar's licensing problem. She's really terrific, mm-hmm. very interesting woman. She is, I, yeah. I think she's Puerto Rican. She's an attorney. Yep. Um, yep. Super foxy too, and weak and wicked smart. Oh, here we what? go. Here Not appropriate. We go. Foxy, oh, foxy lady. I'm highly what? offended. Because I said wicked. I'm highly. If we as a Wiccan, bro- I am offended. I was broadcasting in Boston. We'd just say as piss, a foxy piss lady. A foxy. How's that? That does that not better? sound good. Piss a foxy like in Boston. Yeah. Piss a foxy. She's Bostonian. Piss hot. Very unpleasant. And that's really hot. <laughs> there you have oh it, ladies God. and gentlemen. So, yeah, now Melissa Franzen, who is a Democrat from Edina. Actually, she's a centrist. She, she is. She's yep. a, in the Democratic Party, but she's a centrist. And then Dr. Scott Jensen, who's a Republican uh, representative from Carver County. He is on, uh, uh, he's working with Melissa Franzen on the recreational cannabis situation because he said that, well, I, I talked to him. I've become like the poster boy for medical cannabis in the state of Minnesota. Because apparently nobody else wants to talk about it, but I don't know why. If, it, if it's helped me to sleep, why wouldn't I want to help other people, We're right? all very proud. <laughs> You're damn right. Mr. <laughs> Pot, they call me. Tommy yeah. Pot. Oh, Tommy, Tommy Pot. Geef Barnard. That's uh, what we call but in any case, the, the only, you know, we're going to talk a whole lot about politics or any of that stuff. I, thank I God, thank to, God. I just have to read three things to you because they're so completely psychotic. So I'm not taking a side of any of this. You can take whatever view you want of, of these statements, whether it's far left, far right, whatever. But I just saw these three on the same day. It was unbelievable. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. We're Number ready. one would be this. This is from uh, refinery29.com. Refinery29.com. Ted Bundy wasn't special or smart. He was just white. He committed his crimes because of white privilege. That's just, yeah, like I said, the psychosis that's going on in America. What is Refinery29? Why do they have a voice? Um, That doesn't count. That somebody just made it up. Ashley Elise Edwards is the woman's name. Apparently, she it's runs pretty, the show over there. But it's a pretty popular website. actually. Oh, it's for young women, though. Yeah, like, I was going to say, oh, I feel well. like I'm like the target market yeah. for reti- Refinery Twenty Nine. Explains why I've that, never so, heard of this. <laughs> and also explains you why think it's saying white that people? kind of thing. It's it's young white women who are fueling this whole thing. You're welcome. Your house. Thank you for that. Okay, so we find out that Ted Bundy was not special. He was not smart. He was not crazy. He just had white privilege. That's why he killed all those women, which makes no sense to me. 
But that's just me. It is. Right? It is interesting that though there is a racial difference in mass murders, though. It, there mean, is. Yeah. There actually isn't. Very. There isn't. No, there's not. There's no. It's commonly thought to be, but there's. It's not actually true. Huh. They just don't For really. Like serial killers, the serial is. killers are all white dudes. They're almost Not all white. Really? Uh, the only guy but I can remember is what was his name? Of... James Lee Malvo, the guy that was shooting all those people around Washington. Yep. Yep. That's the only guy I can think of that was really a mass murderer. Mm. Among well, no, no, serial Wayne, killers, oh. uh, black people are actually <laughs> overrepresented by two times. Really? But you don't hear about them because because of black privilege. It well. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It tends to be uh, like, well, it, to be frank, it tends to be black on black, which the news doesn't care about. Oh, yeah. So, they care about what they mean it doesn't care about. Of course they care about it. Well, no, they don't. The news? Well, they Tom, care about things that get people scared. Oh, you scared. mean that, oh, that, kind of, that kind of thing. Tom, you, you like you Criminal Minds, better. right? Mm-hmm. You like the show. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. often say that um, interracial... Um, serial killing, Very especially rare. when it's when it's in regards to rape, is n- super super uncommon. Yep. So like, they're always going mm-hmm. to go after their own, basically in regards. Yeah, so, I understand. I mean, yep. it's pretty. I mean, the show. I mean, obviously it's a TV show, but like they're pretty respectable, mm-hmm. I would think. And who watches who watches things like CNN? White people. And how do you get white people afraid? Tell them they're going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, by black people. We, well, don't, we don't care if we get murdered by white people. Right. Oh, ten, Ted Bundy, he's famous because he murdered a bunch of white people, I think. Indeed. But Wayne Williams was a black serial killer. Oh, there right. have been black serial killers. I well, forgot about it's, that. Not that it's not that there yeah. hasn't ever been any, but it seems like they're mostly mm-hmm. white. You hear mostly about them. As, Samuel as Little. Henry Louis Wallace. Yep. Yeah, so you don't even know these people. <clears throat> Carl Eugene Watts. How many people have they Chester killed? Chester Turner. What is, is it four plus makes you a serial killer? That's the other Chester thing. Chester Turner killed over a hundred women. Jeez. And you don't South even know Central about him. LA. God. Weird, never right? Heard of him. I've never heard When was Blah. that guy? The news is awful. Well, how 87 to 1998. Wow. Yep. Like, let's be honest. How many serial killers have you actually heard about? Other than the big, a big lot. ones. Like, a lot of them. Yeah. But you, you know. just. But like the. You, yeah, I haven't you heard of. go yeah. based on like super the famous, famous ones. Yeah, like Ted Bundy. You the, don't the people with three names. On, with three names. Well. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Yeah. And then. That's why you don't. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Everyone's heard of him. Actually, yeah. uh, there's quite a few. I just. Uh, there's a lot of them. I just, I just look uh, Googled how I've many are black serial killers, and I just, I'm shocked. There's I a had bun- no idea yeah, there were so many. You don't hear about them because people can't make money off of you hearing because about of them. Because of white privilege. Yeah, that's right. No, it's true. No, it's because they can't make money off it. That's exactly what it is. Andy's right. They cannot make any money off it, therefore they don't cover it. Yeah. Unless it's money in their pocket, they couldn't care less. And that's just, that's the fact. Um, one other story, and again, we're not covering these stories. It's just how ridiculous these things are. Uh, they're all happy about uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because it says apparently that Joe Lieberman made a statement about her. And then she just smoked him with a brilliant rejoinder. You want to hear what her brilliant rejoinder was? Oh, you are white. Uh, she said, he said about her, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not the future of the Democratic Party. And according to the news, and across the board, according to the news, she just smoked him and put him in his place by replying, new party, who dis? 
What? Boy, I... New I, party, who dis? Joe's probably in therapy for that. <laughs> exactly. What does that even mean? Who dis is like... Who's this? Yeah, but yeah. it's yeah. like... It's, a, I mean, it's in, like a... Yeah, but... In stupid language is what I call it. <laughs> well, yeah, but why? What does that even mean? I, it's like the weird... It's one of those weird things that doesn't make any sense. Twitter but it's, crap? Yeah. Yeah. Like... It's just people yeah. not not speaking normally yeah and like a, you see a lot of people it. like new purse who dis new phone who dis new mm. something so it's like who saying holla kind of yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense kind of. at all because why would you say who's this about being having a new purse no, but it you see not. it all the time yeah I don't so know. apparently it's a brilliant thing to say though it, it really put him in his place it was brilliant the one that i really no, like is low-key obsessed Loki is What's annoying. Loki obsessed. You can be like Loki obsessed with the salad I'm eating, but it's uh, like Loki means like mildly. Yeah. Mildly obsessed. Why don't you say mildly then? But then you're obsessed, right. so you can't. Why not? Be you just to say mildly obsessed. I like my salad. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Loki I like my salad. Not yeah. talk about it. Well, <laughs> Loki obsessed means interested. I'm interested yeah. in this okay. salad. Yeah. I need people to do research for me on this next one. This is the final one. Of these brilliant news stories that these these news people brilliant. are psychotic, and you can only laugh at them. You can't even get mad at their lying or their, you know, just what's great and what isn't. You people are crazy. I think you're right. I think that if we start treating them like the yep. jokes that they yep, are, exactly. that maybe they'll switch their tune. I don't know. That's exactly right. Now here's the last one, ladies and gentlemen, and this one is not so much. Um, it, this is just stupid. I mean, it's not insane, it's not crazy, it's just stupid. Uh, Chris Matthews on MSNBC had Bill Nye, the science guy, on, who's one of the biggest pricks oh, I've ever talked to in my life. He's nuts. I hate he's anybody. He's a horrible in a human being. Bow tie. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> annoying. No, that's nice of you. Dan at our wedding. That's nice of you. Oh, Poor sorry, Dan. other than Dan. Poor Dan. <laughs> It'll happen. Wow. But anyway, he asked Bill Nye, the science guy, is it because of global warming that's why all the immigrants want to come to America to get away from the equator and the too hot temperatures because it's so hot they can't live there and that's why they're coming to America. So the question I have is, and I tried to get some information, and Andy, would you please try too because I couldn't find anything. How many immigrants from Central America are going to South America if it's about climate change? Because wouldn't they go north and south, right? Yeah, you would think that if they're fleeing temperatures, they're going to go anywhere they can. Yeah, yeah. you're going to go if north you're and south, away from, from the equator. equator. Yeah, I, you can... I suspect they're really fleeing corrupt governments. I have that a feeling, yeah. Probably. Probably that. Genetically predisposed for that climate. Yeah, or the fact that they yeah. can make way more money here than they or can that, in yeah. any other country. Well, not necessarily in South America. You can make some dough in Brazil, can't well, you? Yeah. It, depends or on, yeah. it depends on what country though you go to like colombia you're not making very much dough no, unless you're a drug no. dealer venezuela <laughs> back <laughs> in the old days you could make a little money yeah uh but in any case i couldn't find any information about central americans immigrating to south america anywhere in south america there there are no stats about it we looked and looked and looked this morning in the morning show but we couldn't find any so if it's about climate why would you ask a stupid question like that Unless you had the answer. Because Bill Nye's new uh, career is making money off of climate change hype. Which yeah, climate change, any... I am a big, not a supporter of climate change, but 
That's nice. What no, we trying? all want to live clean. What am I trying to say? Believer. Believer. I well, no, I don't believe because yeah. it's a fact. I want the climate to keep changing until we all die. Okay, well. Oh, okay. That's oh, me too. Well, that's where we, we're headed, so keep, you okay. know. Someone's me little. too. <laughs> I was kidding. Wow. <laughs> I just think that if somebody need, you know, if we can point out what we need to do. I mean, right now, in, apparently in, I think it's Hong Kong. I can't remember exactly. There, there is some sort of horrible smog. It's so bad that people are coughing up blood. Whoa! Oh, okay. Uh, it, we need to address the people that are really polluting the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just blame ourselves because we use straws. It's it, there's a well, lot of countries are, that live have a very, lot of room for improvement. Well, we live in a very disposable. We do. Yeah society right now i mean america could do a heck of a lot to help i'm not saying that like japan's not terrible but you know well it's like china. japan is yeah japan i mean china is, yeah. i don't know about japan japan's actually extremely good at that they got like yeah, six recycling bins on every street corner so you can put work, like yeah. sorry i said right. i meant china i haven't slept usually, in usually countries that don't have great <laughs> natural resources are, are more yeah. environmentally friendly than those that do well you know the usually. whole uh mm. like they say that Japanese steel is superior because they fold it a thousand times or whatever. They do that mm-hmm. because the iron in their in the country is actually inferior, and they have to right. fold it until the impurities come out. Right. So it's not like it's because their natural resources are really crappy, but yeah. they managed to make a pretty successful empire out of it. So basically, instead of going, we're going to talk about political things here. There's just going to be a segment now on the show called "Stupid Statements in the News." So That's are we going to go it? to four hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to take eight. forever. It might have to go an eight-hour show to get them all. But I saw those stories and went, those are all three so stupid, it is unbelievable, the ignorance. Well, not ignorance, just stupidity. It's the just difference. people ignorance trying to... Ignorance is not learned. Yeah, it's just people trying to push their agenda. That's all it is. All of, all of those yeah, stories but, are agenda pushers. Well, yeah. People believe thing. it, though. That's the problem. Yeah, well, you can't fix stupid. So, Look, we want to live clean lives. I understand that. Catherine and I recycle the hell out of everything. We, we yeah. have much more recycling. We recycle than... the hell out of everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, we have a lot more recycling than we do garbage. Yeah, A lot we do. more. So, yeah, we're doing it. And we, I had the first Tesla in the state of Minnesota. It turned out it had a big flaw. It would brick, which means you couldn't move it if it broke down. Yeah, it was well, a problem. So if you're, other than that, true. how did you like to play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> exactly, but yeah, we've uh, we I've had three electric cars. As a matter of fact, one I got from you, Doug. Yep, the, the uh, ELR. The I was ELR. just thinking about that the other mm-hmm. day. That was a great car. I love that car. And I would get but, one um, if I drove more than a hundred miles every right. month. Right, I understand that. If that, but yeah, we all want to live clean lives. But but now they're making money off of global warming, and Al Gore has made millions off. Of, I just don't think you should be allowed to make money off of talking about global warming. I just think that's really a bad idea. Don't you? Yeah. I just think politicians shouldn't be able to. I think well, only, yeah. only scientists that are reputable should be able to bring any of this to our attention because they're the ones that matter anyway. In but regards to We will be to back, that. Tom Bernard. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. 
We won't take a cookie cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. Thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Uh, oh, that's right. There's no yeah, music. No, I forgot. No. There's no music. There's no music. Uh, Cassie is out because there's a... Well, the kids are out of, all out of school. Because Look, of a polar vortex. Polar vortex. Uh, if you, you, you know, you're the mother of 11 and a grandmother of 37. You know, you got to stay home once in a while. Is it true that eight people have died because of this weather? In mm-hmm. Iowa, really? I think. Oh, or is it just like eight everywhere? I don't know. Oh, no, yeah. There's it's just eight people, most recently, an Iowa student. Doing what? Yep, Jeez. he's only 18. Yeah. Uh, he was a pre-med major found unresponsive behind a building. Ugh. No alcohol was found in his system. Yeah. So oh. apparently he was just, he just died out, of cold. Hanging out behind a building. I mean, an 82-year-old man, that makes sense. 18-year-old mm-hmm. student doesn't make as much sense. That seems weird. That seems a little suspicious. Fishy. That's so sad that 82-year-old man fell trying to get in his own house. Yeah. He fell down and died. Well, I told you, know, you, you about hear that every year. Yeah, I told you about the uh, customer that we had at TCF. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He uh, he passed out in the cold, uh, trying to get his key into the lock and lost both of his hands. Oh. Oh. If he had five oh. seconds earlier, he'd still have his hands. But oh. yeah, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Yeah, well, Dan just wow. got back from that race last night. He was up in International Falls. No, he doesn't have hands. And it's a an, it's a 135 mile race that you can do on foot, ski, or bike. Did he participate? Uh, no, he oh, um, his works is a his work is a sponsor, so they okay. are at a, one of the checkpoints. They're at the last checkpoint, and he's like, there would be people that coming in, and their hands would just be black. Yeah. from frostbite. That's, uh, that's not how healthy. You lose your yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's how you. Yeah. If your hands start turning black, say I'm yeah. out. I'm going to go, like, you know, warm up. Yeah. They don't cancel the race ever for any reason. It's kind of just like if you mm. are going to do it, then you're going to do it. It's well, up to your discretion. Extreme cold sports. Well, yeah, here's, yeah, it's all true. Here's a guy. Oh, a girl? I don't know. Hard to say. They're <laughs> not reporting this very, very well. But uh, here's a death that uh, does make sense. A human. Uh, driver hit a bicyclist and bicyclist and killed oh. her. And the reason is she had Xanax in her system, but it wasn't her Xanax. Mm-hmm. It was her dog's Xanax. 
That's correct. Mm, what? Dog Xanax. She took yep. her dog Xanax and went on a bike? Also three beers. No. No, no, no. He was driving a car no. with oh, 11 different pharmaceuticals. Yeah. She was driving a car with 11 different drugs in her system, and one of them was Xanax from her dog. She took 11 of them. What? Jeez. Wow. It also notes that she had a handgun and a Taco Bell receipt. Is that, <laughs> is that important information? Taco Bell? Okay. Okay. It was actually uh, planted, planted by the management from Zapata. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Zapata. Used to love, well, Santigo now, but I still yeah. love Santigo. Doug, I want to run this story by you because you've dealt with her. Uh, Paul Walzer has nothing but good things to say about uh, how he, uh, dealing with her. Mm-hmm. Here's the Democrats' best hope to beat Trump. That is from a national news service. Here's the Democrats' best hope to beat Trump. Amy Klobuchar. I completely. I, I'm biased because I'm a big fan of hers. She helped us yeah. a lot during the recession. She actually went to high school with my uh, middle sister uh, oh, back really? in the late 70s, I guess it was. I, I, The reason I'm a fan of hers is because she does seem to have the ability to be moderate, work both sides of the aisles. I mean, she's got friends in the Republican side. And I agree with Lieberman. I don't think that um, OCA is the future of the Republican Party. I bought that book that uh, was written by that guy that you had on the podcast last week, the uh, the, the Yale pol- political science professor. And oh, it's, great. It's, yeah, he was great. You have to concentrate because he's really smart, and I had to look up a few things. But I think he's <laughs> right that the, the primary system is really what's leading to hijacking both the Republican and the Democratic yeah. Party. And his theory mm-hmm. is that we need to strengthen the parties, not weaken them. So I agree. I think I think she'd be a terrific president. She's got enough miles on her. She knows how the system works, but she's level-headed, and she you know she's not crazy. And she's she been lamp- she's been lampooned on Saturday Night Live. I think if that that's that right. happens. That's right. You got a shot. That's true. It's true. Now, did she was she smart enough to have an affair with Willie Brown? No, I don't like think she's Kamala had Harris. any affairs. I think she's just been married to the same so. guy for a long time. How dare she? I know. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> what scandal. Are you doing? What kind of life choices does she no. make? No. Terrible. That's, I thought it was interesting. This is a national story about how Amy Klobuchar, maybe George Will, as a matter of fact, George Will writes in the Washington Post that the Minnesota senator might be her party's smartest choice. Klobuchar is the person perhaps best equipped to send the current president packing. I get the feeling that George Will, even though he's a conservative, doesn't like Donald yeah, Trump very he and much. Bill Crystal and George Will, <laughs> all these really right, intelligent right. conservative guys are not friend of the, yep. friends of the current president. When I right. don't, don't you think, though, that the coastal prejudices against the Midwest will cause them to not yeah, like her probably, i mean they probably. really do have bias against probably. the midwest yeah, I, I, hugely. Be, you know i i don't think any candidate's a slam dunk ever um you know because no. it's all the elections are always decided by what two or three percent often yeah but uh, i don't know mm, yeah we shall see but it's nice that a minnesotan uh not since hubert humphrey was going around picking up money from horror houses i mean vice president he was picking up money from whorehouses when I was a little kid, though. But anyway. Well, everybody uh, needs a job. Know, <laughs> that's right. Got to have a hobby. I, I still love the fact that Hubert Humphrey was caught with $200,000 in cash in a briefcase, and he wouldn't tell anybody where he got it, but that was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What but, business is it of yours? I guess none. Yeah. 
I guess absolutely none. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that because Amy, I don't know Amy, and I've never spoken to Amy, but she, through Jean Gerard, a, uh, a mutual friend, she says nice things. I congratulate Tom for me on the Hall of Fame and say hello to Tom for me. She won't reach out herself because I'm too dangerous to touch, apparently. I might be able to get for, her on uh, the show. Hmm. I don't yeah, want to promise anything, but show. I might be able to get her on. It's, uh, I've seen her speak no, would, a few I times. I've talked to her yeah. half a dozen times. So when I took that, I would not. When I took that I side with quiz thing, yeah, she was a like very high match for me for potential mm-hmm. next presidency. They had like next time around just potential people that might be running for president. She was on there, and she, I matched with her big time. Mm-hmm. Well, she's pretty much a centrist, isn't she? I mean, yes. she, yeah, she's she's been kissing butt on the Democrats a lot on the national stage. Yes. That she has and been And her doing. tweets. And her tweets and all mm-hmm. that, yeah. It's, it's, so she's trying to yeah. suck up, which all politicians do. They all suck up to everybody else. My only issue... But, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. No, I was going to say, but uh, she seems like a very nice person. I don't know her. Never met her, but I, I've heard from a lot of people she's a very nice person. The only issue I have, and it's not really with her, it's all the, the Minnesota established uh, Democrats, is they they really kind of look the other way on Keith Ellison, I think. And I, I, that doesn't oh, really kinda. feel all that right. Well, I'm, I'm being gentle. No. Yeah, you sure surely are. Yeah, he's a complete lunatic. But other than that, though, he's a great guy. Ah, you know, he drags women off beds, apparently, according to one woman. But what can I tell you? Yeah, who doesn't? And what's his name this week? Because he's changed his name like six times now. Does he have a new name yet? I, I wasn't aware he changed. Nope. Oh, yeah. He, he, he was Keith X for a while. Keith what? X? Yeah. Of course Yeah, he was. he was Keith X. What? Yeah, of course he was. <laughs> he was. You didn't know that? Predictable. <laughs> Bugs Bunny famously said, what a maroon. Mm. Yeah, what a maroon. <laughs> it is one. But I think that is good news for, for Minnesota. The, that, you know, having a president uh, in office who, who's from Minnesota would be good for the state of Minnesota, I would think. It put us on the map, since yeah, nobody right. knows where we are. Well, I suppose that's true. It's a possibility. Yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, I thought, was a very pleasant story. And I know that uh, Paul always had nice, very nice things to say about Amy Klobuchar, Paul Walzer, I'm he, talking about. He, uh, he pissed because, off uh, all his buddies. <laughs> I know he did. I know. But he and I were talking about that, and it was like, whatever. I, I suppose, you know, actually, to tell you the truth, Doug, talking to you, Michael Bryant, and Paul Walzer is why I've kind of moved to a more centrist position. Because I just, I was not, I was never really conservative like people think I was. I was never that conservative. It's just a lot of, a lot of things that certain parties do, they get away with murder in the news, which is not cool at all. No, no. That's it. So, yeah. But I, yeah, Paul's a, yeah, he's a conservative, but he's he's a very caring person, does a lot for other people. I don't want to be this nice to Paul Walzer. What am I doing? I'll send him a copy of this later. He'll just, he'll play it, <laughs> play it at Easter <laughs> for all go. his friends. No, he's become more very moderate over the years. He was way more conservative yeah. yep. uh, in his 30s. And when you got a, pictures in your office of you and Margaret Thatcher on the walls, yeah, you're pretty conservative. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, what, what has he got? He's got uh, uh, Margaret Thatcher and I think David Duke, right? <laughs> no, thank you very much. I don't think Dave made the wall. You <laughs> don't think he made the wall? Probably oh. not. Yeah, that's probably true. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting. The whole thing is kind of interesting. I, I just, what do all of you think? And you know, just one by one, what do you think 
of the craziness. Why are people so way over the top crazy right now? And there's a reason I'm asking that. Well, I any speculation? I think Cy Amundsen hit it on the head. Uh, he wrote something on Facebook a year ago that really stuck with me. He says, the problem with social media is it gives people the ability to hold press conferences that shouldn't hold press conferences. Yeah. Well, so it's point. just to get attention, people just say the most outrageous mm-hmm. stuff, and, and it just pisses everybody off, so they say more outrageous stuff. It's, it's a big sure. echo chamber. That's my opinion. Well, I don't know if it's right or okay. not. In the era of face-to-face communication and even telephones, you can always kind of tell when someone's a little, like, off, you know, mentally. But online, you can't. So, you know, in real life, someone starts saying, you know, weird crap. You're like, okay, this guy is weird. Let's not listen to him. But on social media, he can, you know, all of that's hidden. So you take his opinion seriously, even though, you know, it arguably shouldn't. Because the only reason they don't listen to people is if they have a reason not to, which is the opposite of how it should be. You should only listen to people if you have a reason to listen to them. But that's not Mm, how most people operate. No, I suppose that is true. Alex and Melissa, you have a point or or an opinion? Well, people are very easily swayed. Yes. To, well, and it's like, I mean, think about everybody is an expert on everything because they watched a documentary. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's kind of how everything is right now. It's like they heard one person talk about something and it's like, oh, I am with this right. person now because they convinced me because yep. they're like so one sided. And You're exact- it's like. It's funny because people will, will recite Supreme Court outcomes from 1837. I know. Oh, yeah. like you had that rolling around <laughs> in your brain. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, I mean, you can you can convince anybody of anything by, mm-hmm. say, like, you know, there was this study done once. And it's like, there's a study saying that, you know, salmon can kill you. Salmon's the best thing yep. for you. Salmon That's is true. like, you know, yep. it's like yeah. there's, but... Everything has to be so extreme. It is, you know, this is horrible for you, or it's the best thing ever for you, or this person is Satan, yeah. or they're no one cites the, the study the study that says salmon's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's either kills you or cures cancer. Yeah, and then it we have to, it's mm-hmm. not just like it's food. Yeah, and then we have to make a documentary about how horrible salmon is for you, and then everybody has yeah. to comment <laughs> on Facebook about how this documentary is a piece of crap and salmon's the greatest. It's People like, oh my need... god, it's salmon. People need a demon to fight. Yeah. And if they don't have one, they'll make one. Yeah, it's just... Well, I also... I think that part of the problem is is that if people are getting paid per click... Yeah. And if they don't have, mm-hmm. you know, an abrasive headline, nobody's going to click on it. So that's part of the problem mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Well, yeah. Anyone else? If you ask a lot of people who watch the news why they watch the news, they'll say it's because they want to know it's like, you know... What horrible thing is going on right now? I need to know yeah. so I can protect yeah. myself from it. But I thought it was because of the hot mm-hmm. weather chicks. Well, <laughs> well, I wouldn't if know. They are chicks. <laughs> right. The hot marginalized we- the hot weather, weather gals, you mean? Yes. What's Thank the guy? Uh, the Ian Leonard. You were talking about? Oh, Dave Dahl. Dave Dahl. Ian Leonard. Is he a hot oh, weather man? Oh yeah. Yep. There you go. He's a handsome guy. He's pretty handsome. Yeah, he is. A very nice guy, he's too. Old, but he's Dave Dahl's yeah. he's, he's, he's younger than I am. He's been on the show before. <laughs> what was that song? <laughs> I, oh, they, yes, yeah, yeah, they made a song for him yeah. um, when he reached go? 40 years. 
Really? It's like, I count on Dave. I count on Dave. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. what it was. Just playing for a while. But yeah. I, I Very agree. pleasant guy. Yeah. I, I agree with, um, with Alex here. I, I'll just say that it's really people just taking everything face value and not yep. actually doing their homework mm-hmm. and being smart. Um, we've just, we just see things and then we roll with it now instead of actually being educated and kind of yeah. trying to find both sides of a story. And, and I think that's the biggest issue is that we're just seeing it and believing it mm-hmm. and, and instead of actually doing the work. And, and that's why so it's we laziness. have to, Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, basically. It's just, oh, well, this, this fits my viewpoint. I'm just going to believe this. Yeah. And it's like you can have mm-hmm. your viewpoint, but make sure it's valid. Like, yeah. validate your viewpoint, you know? Yeah. Don't just roll with it because it, somebody else believes you, too. Yeah. Like, that, that's what the issue is. Doug Sprinthal, you're going to love our guest coming up next. Ken Mansfield wrote a book called The Roof, The Beatles' Final Concert. You're going to love this guy. Oh, yeah. Sounds terrible. I tried to buy that movie <laughs> yesterday to watch <laughs> it. You can't find it anywhere. Really? Uh, the mm. Well, maybe, maybe yeah. Ken will. We'll ask him. Okay. Sorry. We will indeed be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Hello. So we're back. I just want to make sure we're back. I keep forgetting there's no music. Now. Hard yeah. to tell. I have a. I could. I could sing all the songs from the new Mary Poppins movie. I have them all in my head because I've been listening to the soundtrack on repeat. Just a spoonful of sugar. No, the new one wasn't one? in the new one. It wasn't. No. Why? Because that's that. the old you watched one. it, Tom. <laughs> You saw the movie. Oh, wow. I didn't know it wasn't in it when I watched it. Well, I didn't pay let me just, well, that was true. Yeah, we had a bad day. Let me just tell you, I was sitting back while watching the movie thinking my wife was going to beat the piss out of the guy yeah. sitting next to her you in guys, the theater. You guys <laughs> should kids. You should watch it again. It's on... Um, uh, oh, where did yeah. I see it? Amazon yeah, video, I think, or something? Yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Or on yep, iTunes. Like yeah, you can already watch it at home. You should watch you it again. You guys watched it. So Did you watch Stan and Ollie yet? No. I haven't seen that. My, Stan. my daughter oh, and I went God, to see uh, 
Green Book the other night. How Thought was that? It was terrific. Just I wanted to, great. I wanted to see that really bad, but never got to it. Yeah, I'd like to see that. What's the screener that you got with Emma Stone I've never heard of? Yeah, it's Maniac. Do you guys know a movie oh. called Maniac with Emma Stone? Yes. Did what you guys say? watch well, it? No, <laughs> no, he just got the screener. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I wanted to. It looked, yeah, it wasn't really well uh, uh, no, the no, Maniac? advertised. Oh, oh. advertised. Oh. It wasn't oh. well advertised, but yeah, I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw a trailer for it. Do you, do you know what it's about? I do not, but I remember seeing right, a trailer a, for it. Is it a maniac? Is she in everything? It's about a maniac. Emma Stone is she in is everything. Maniac. She's mm, she's she hot is. right now. She seems to be a good person though. Like she doesn't stir up any weird crap. Crap. I don't even know if she's, she's smart. I don't even know if she's on, um, like drugs. So, oh my god! In <laughs> social media, uh, yeah, social media. God. I don't know if she's on any of that because I don't. I don't know. I never. Oh, Maniac! That horrible show. Oh. We got a review here. <laughs> it's terrible. It, it, it kind of is. It's a movie. It's a what? It's, it's a mini series. Yeah, it's a mini series. It's not a movie. I did not. Oh, like it. it's I didn't so know that. bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Is it? Don't watch it. You're right. Yes, You're I totally. Right. Yes. I, I have a it's mini series you should watch, Tom. I, I don't know. I don't can't remember if I told Catherine about this. It's on Nat Geo. It's called Valley of the Boom. Yeah, we set, did watch the first episode. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was boring as hell. You weren't blown away. Oh darn it! I don't like those people. That's the Doug. The problem I have with it is I don't like those those Silicon Valley people. I think they're the most arrogant pigs on earth. Well, wow. yeah, that's true. So, but Andy, you'd that, be interested in it. It has to do with uh, <laughs> Netscape rise to power and now how yeah. they get crushed by Microsoft. And it's an interesting blend of actors and then the real people that were involved. So it sort of mm. cuts back and forth. Oh, Dan was talking to me about that, and he was like, Andy should watch this. <laughs> so Andy and I can have yeah. our own Valley of the Boom yep. fan club. Perfect. <laughs> There you go. No, I uh, I find it fascinating. I thought, it, you know, the fact that, that there were people pushing the real smart people for money, 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 money. There were money, 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 money people, and then there were the very intelligent people who wanted to make sure that the product would deliver on what they promised, and uh, the money guys generally won out. There's, yeah. There's a brilliant scene, I think, in the second or third episode where a six-year-old black girl explains the math behind IPOs. She's just awesome. What? So here's what happens, mm. and these people are really getting screwed, and this is why, and so it's, it was it was a pretty good. Ken yeah. Mansfield is on the phone. Ken, how are you? Nice talking to you again. I'm fine. Glad, glad to be here. I'm glad. Well, it's nice to have you on the show. There are many people. We, got, we have a musician in the uh, studio. Uh, he's not a bad guy. He's, a, he's okay, Ken. No, he's a, he's a good friend, actually. Ken Mansfield, the, the book is called The Roof, The Beatles' Final Concert. He was there, Apple Records' former U.S. manager. Ken Mansfield takes a touching and comprehensive look back on one of rock and roll's most significant events while bringing an insider's perspective to the days leading up to those 42 fascinating minutes of The Beatles' monumental rooftop concert. Ken, I just uh, I talked to you a few days ago, and I just absolutely love talking about it. I'm so glad yeah. you joined us here as well. And I'm going to kind of turn this over to, to Doug because yeah. Doug is very excited. He got great questions. Well, I you know I don't have quite, I do have a couple of questions actually. So with the whole 50th anniversary, I realized I hadn't seen the movie in probably 15 or 20 years. 
Is it available anywhere other than on eBay for like $100 for DVDs? It doesn't seem to be streamed anywhere. It's, it was very curious. This, I, I, I have no idea about this. This is the most mysterious, elusive film I've, I've ever seen. So I'm kind of like you. I saw it a long time ago, and I see clips, you know, here and there once in a while. And, and I guess bootlegs, are, I have no idea. It's so odd. I am very excited, though, that... Uh, yeah, and I'm very excited though that they're gonna. Um, my understanding from yesterday, in the mid- middle of everything, that uh, Peter Jackson is gonna do a whole new thing with it, and they're even gonna mm-hmm. also redo or re-edit or bring out the original. So all of a sudden, it looks like we're gonna be. Everybody's been waiting for that. I've heard a hundred thousand times over these last few years that yeah, there's gonna be a new version. So it, but, I mean, it's exciting I because it's. it's it might, my answer. Yeah. My memory of the movie is kind of twofold. The the majority of it is actually kind of hard to watch, and it's sad because it's it's almost you know shows the Beatles falling apart. And in the last twenty five minutes, it's like yeah. this is why you guys were a great band. You were a great live band at one time. Yeah. I mean, they just all fall together. They're having fun. They're freezing their ass off, but it sounds it sounds great. Well, you know, that's a special day, and uh, if I can describe that in a way about what you just said, is when they came up on the roof that day, uh, my understanding is, I mean, I I saw them just before they did because I had to take a message to them in the office they were using as a a room to get ready. But they seemed very tense in the room, but I thought they were just kind of nervous about just doing it again, you know. But my understanding is that when they got at the door to the roof, that they still hadn't decided if they were actually going to go out there. Wow. And then finally wow. John said, Let's, uh, okay, screw it, let's go. we got to get the footage or something like that. And they came out, and they came out there with a lot of tension and dissension and all this stuff going down. But when they started playing, and I'm sitting, you know, four to six feet away, when they started playing, uh, I saw this face, a look on um, their faces. John looked at Paul, or Paul looked at John, and it was like, Hey, yeah, this is us. This is who we were. It's who we've always been. And it's who we are right now at this moment. Forget the bad stuff. doesn't matter what's going down. We are a good, live rock and roll band. And they started doing a show, and it's just, wow, the mood up there just changed. And uh, it was sensational. It was like they were back at the cavern or something. They were just rocking out, and John's throwing out one-liners and stuff. And uh, it was a, an exceptionally special moment. And I'm kind of rattling on because it's like one, one, one single comment to what you said. But, uh, there, uh, there was uh, such a, a thing happening when they were doing that. And this was another day at the office. This was not a big deal that day. It's just like there was always something going on in the building, something crazy. They were always doing you know, like that. And we just thought it was another day at the office. But about halfway through that set, I started getting this feeling. You know, and I realized that what they'd done is by recognize that, recognizing that in themselves, I feel like they actually needed that. They needed to touch on, you know, each other again in that manner. And I think it's the fact that it was the last time they played, and they uh, nobody knew that. None of us were going, oh, gee, this is the last time, and oh, they're going to break up and all that. It was just something I really think they needed. And I wrote in a book, if I could quote myself, is they went up went up on the roof without a sound check, but they went back down the stairs with a soul check. <laughs> That's great. I, I do have a question for you as somebody that was there. 
can, okay. is it possible that Billy uh, Preston could get all the credit? He seems like the nicest guy in the world, and even if you're in the Beatles and you're mad at each other, if Billy Preston's around, I think he'd have a good time, wouldn't you? Well, that is the whole purpose of Billy being there. That's why George brought him in the first place, and you're right on every single thing you said, is the fact okay. that he was a calming effect. Tom, Tom can I have a clip of this? Brother. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> He, he was an incredible musician. They they respected him, and and uh, it was a really special thing. It was I think without Billy there, the whole thing would have been very different, you know, in the studio and on the roof. I have to make a, a very quick comment here. I was talking to Ken Mansfield a few days ago, and I pointed out to him that uh, Catherine, who's here with us, and Andy, our son, is Hello. here with us as well. But our 29-year-old daughter, who will be Hi. 30 on Saturday, I brought her up, and Alex is a huge Beatles fan. I am indeed. Uh, uh, that's great. Yep. You're among many. You're among many millions of people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm in good company. What about what about the Beatles? Did you love immediately, Alex? Uh, I, I should mention to Ken that first grade, the kids were asked to bring a a, a song to school with them in first grade at her school and the kids brought wheels on the bus go round and round and they brought all the kids songs like that and Alex brought in I am the walrus <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was my jam six year old girl it, was, it is your jam at least you didn't bring in revolution number nine yeah. oh my god scar the kids for life so terrible <laughs> I have one final question, Ken. I'm sorry for hogging uh, all your attention. Okay. But was but Were no. they having a bad coat contest before they went on the roof? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Lennon's got this furry thing on, and, and Ringo's wearing like a raincoat. He almost looks like a perv. It's like, what, where did you, did you yeah. get this? These aren't actually your clothes, are they? This is some sort of a joke. You know, they should write a book about the coats on the roof because uh, there's been a lot of, I've had, had a lot of people ask me about that. I've got the white coat, which, you know, I ran out the last minute and just grabbed the first coat. So that's why I lucked out in having a white coat up on a, 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 you know, a roof with a bunch of black clothes. Uh, John and Yoko, those two coats that they had on, on up there were coats that interchangeably, interchangeably they would wear. I've seen other pictures, you know, before and after where they're wearing One's wearing one, one wearing the other. And I think John just snagged the warm one of the two uh, that day. And then uh, Ringo grabbed uh, uh, Maureen's coat because uh, it was warmer, I guess, than what he'd come up there with. And George did dress for the occasion. He was the only one that came up there, you know, uh, dressed warmly. And then I'll never get over Paul just showing up in a suit. No no coat, no nothing, you know. So... uh, yeah, that was the day of the coats. All right. Uh, it's, a, it's just wonderful looking at it again. And it is, it is odd that the, that the film is not available to watch because it is a wonderful thing to watch. Yeah. It's, uh, the whole thing, yeah. the, the whole idea was great. And it, uh, our family, all of us, all four of us are Beatle fans. And, and the Beatles been around since I was 11 years old, just absolutely love them. And here we are all these years later, 19, what, they, they broke in American 64, Ken, is that about right? Well, that's the first tour of America, yeah, and of course they've been together, yeah. you know, years before that, so, mm-hmm. I mean, think about that, that's amazing. Somebody's getting no, old here, and uh, it might be me. 
<laughs> yeah, they can. Think you and I might be getting old, pal. Yeah. It, it is absolutely true. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> how did you? So you were picked to be. How, who picked you to be to represent the, the Beatles, pretty much uh, as an American? Uh, I pretty much think it was. Uh, my understanding was mainly Paul and Ron Cass because you know I had I had worked with the Beatles before, and then uh, when the Apple thing came up, I, I spent quite a bit of time with with uh, Paul and Cass before they actually made the actual selection of me. So uh, I think uh, my understanding was uh, Paul and Ron that made that decision. You know what's great about it, Ken, is your... Your love for them is still very, very apparent, and I'm and it, whether it's the Beatles as a group or the individual people or whatever, it still comes through in your voice yeah. how much you admire them and loved working with them. I really did, you know, and I saw only the the good thing. In fact, I accused Ringo of once of them always uh, acting like really good people around me all the time, you know, and they they probably I say I'd leave the room, and then you guys probably rocked out and did something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But Ringo said, oh, yeah, Ken, we didn't have anything else to do when we were that famous, so we just would sit around trying to think of ways we could impress you, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I did. I saw the whole thing. That's fantastic. I can tell tell you guys could could see Ringo doing that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I'll close with that, Ken. Uh, I think I mentioned this. I'm not sure, though. Uh, Ringo called into the KQ Morning Show, the show you were on just the other day, and we were talking to Ringo, and the line went dead. And I went, oh, man, Ringo's on the, on the show, and the line goes dead. He's in London. We're in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, we talked for about 10 minutes, and the producer said, Tom, Ringo's on the phone. And I said, what? He called the request oh line God. just to make sure we could finish the interview. Oh, my gosh. That's Isn't great. That phenomenal? I'll never forget the first time he called my office. Yeah, he, he would call, you know, stun everybody that picked up the phone. That was very Ringo-ish, too. You know? <laughs> and and my, my wife answered the phone the first, the phone the first time, and she said, who am I say is calling? <laughs> when Ringo started on the phone, it's pretty easy to tell, you know. Yeah. Richard Starkey, that's cool. Ken, great talking to you. I hope we do stay in touch. The Roof, the Beatles' final concert, is the book. Yes. Ken Mansfield, the author. Ken, thanks for your time, sir. Thanks, thanks guys. It was fun. Bye. Absolutely. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.